0: The Ebi B. Sit edition and audio series of the Talmud Bavli. The Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Ma'asiyadab, Nebi Zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat, he should have many more children with health and happiness, and he should have berakha, but call me, call, call him and his entire family, Amen. Today's da'af has been dedicated by our dear friend, Mr. Elliot Shashow, may God give him berakha, blessing, success, health and happiness, Peace of mind for him, his wife, his family, his children. And May he enjoy prosperity and good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Amen. We begin today's daf on Pevab Amud Bet. And we start six lines from the bottom. Starting from the Mishnah. We have a Bat Yisrael, she's married to a Kohen. The Mishnah's deen is tochal mitruma So that we learned already several times, that when a Kohen gets married, so his wife becomes kenyan kaspo, it's his acquisition. The Torah says that kenyan kaspo of the Kohen is ma'achil terumah Therefore she eats, even though she is bat Israel. Met, if let's say the Kohen died, hemenu ben, but <clears throat> she has a son from him. <tuhal betruma> she still eats teruma, which means the son still links her to her deceased husband, therefore she can still eat. I learned that from the Pasuk. It says, <tuhal betruma> and the Gemara was Doresh, <tuhal betruma> which means if there's a Ben. Right, v'ilid beto yochal. It says beto. The Gemara's that can cause her to eat in the event that the husband dies. Niset then Levi. Now we give a similar case. Let's say the Bat Yisrael got married to a Levi. Tochal b'masir. So now she's able to eat Ma'asir Rishon on account of her Levi husband Obviously this Mishnah is going like the opinion of the Meir That we learned earlier that Rabi Meir says maaser Rishon cannot be eaten by zarim. So we had another Shita that said Rabi al that no maaser Rishon can be eaten even by uh, none Levi, so therefore this Mishnah obviously the superfluous. So obviously we're going according to Shitav that since a non-Levi cannot eat, only when she marries a Levi. Now the Levi allows her to eat to the husband, and the same thing is going to be met. Let's say the Levi dies, and she has a son from the Levi tocha the so she's able to eat ma'asir on account of the son of the levi. That should be pointed out that so far we're talking about all one lady. She's first she married a kohen, and then the kohen died. And then she, she had a son. And then she went to marry a levi, and then the levi died, and she had a son. So the Hadush of the Mishnah is that even though she still has a son from the kohen, we follow the last son. And therefore since the last son is a Levi So all she's qualified is just to eat Masid Now what happened She married yet a third time Nised le Now she married to Yisrael Lo tocha Lo So now she loses her uh, status Because what she married to Yisrael No more teruma On account of her son And no more Levi On account of her son from the Levi Because now she's married to uh, Yisrael Yisrael has no teruma uh, or masid rights At all now the Gemara continues, Mishnah continues. Now let's say the Yisrael died. Right? And she has a son from him. Now we're going backwards. Let's say her son from the Israel died. So she's not married now, she went to three husbands. She has three children, laugh, one from each. They all died, the husbands. Three husbands, did, you say, did we say no? It's a That's exactly how they explain this Mishnah according to the law of Katlanit, that she killed three husbands. The Rishonim discuss exactly the scenario, how it would be permissible. In any event, she went to three husbands. She has three yeah. children, from a, one from a Kohen, one from a Levi, and one from a Yisrael. Hey, now what happens? Med Ben abi Yisrael. The third son that she had, meaning to from the Israel, died. So now she goes back to be eating maser on account of the child that she had before, that was from the Levite. After the son from the Levite died, so now she can go back and rely on the son that she had from the kohen to eat teruma. After the son from the Kohain died, no terumah, no betumah, but no because she's back So therefore, she has no rights—not to terumah, not We have to read that she of in the so far Niset lelevi. That's after she married the kohen. Ahar she aldam kohen, so that she clearly tells us that we're talking about one lady over here. so one lady that kept on getting uh, married and remarried. Tochal b'mahaser, meaning when she marries the levish, eats mahaser. Ve'lo betrumah. Why? Dehadar havya zara. Because once she marries the Levi, she goes back to becoming a Zarah, a stranger to the tiruma That's what she stops eating. Met velah eminu ben tochad be The Levi died, but she has a son from the Levi. She can eat maaser. So that she says, b'shvihil benah. On account of her son. Ve ben... But that son of the Levi is going to posela from Teruma. Share la Zera because bottom line, she has a uh, She has a child from a stranger, meaning a non-Teruma eater. and we have the pasuk. it's a very important that she says now. La That's not about a Bat Kohen. A Bat-Kohen that let's say got married She did not have children Husband died What does she do? <coughs> she goes back to her father's house That's when she does not have children So that she brings it to Hashem <inaudible> Oh, but in this case over here She has zera. No, be it, she's not a Bat-Kohen in this case of which she's a bat Yisrael, so the sifra fagav the kabe bat Kohanim ketiv, even though the pasuk of saying Bezera and Asuma rabat Kohanim, marbina minet begemara neme bat Yisrael ha'ochelit b'shvil benak kohen. It's a similar case, which means she's eating on account of her son from a Kohen. V'neset lezar, she got married to a zar, for example, Levi, umet, and then he died, Shechozeret ve'okelet b'shvil bena, that she also goes back to eat on account of her son, Hilkach, ki hekide bat kohen, similarly, just like by a bat kohen, ki it la zera from Yisrael, she has a zera from Yisrael, lo hadra, she doesn't go back, so to a bat Yisrael, I go tabach, nameh, Ochelit so b'shviut b'nak kohen nemechi. I'll take out the lazera ben melevi om yisrael. When she has a child from either melevi or me yisrael, lo adra ochelit b'shviut b'nak kohen. She's not going to go back to eat on account of her son that is a kohen. So just like again, simply a bat kohen. She has a son from Israel, She doesn't go back. So too a bat uh, Israel that had a son. From, let's say, a uh, Kohen, uh, so definitely she's in, but now she had a son from a Zar, so therefore she is not going to go back to eat teruma on the count of her son. That's the deen of the Mishnah. Now the Mishnah continues. Bat Kohen. Until now we were talking about a Bat Israel. <coughs> now we move the case to a Bat Kohen. Shin <coughs> neset Yisrael, Israel. Lotochal it's obvious. Okay. When she marries Israel, she follows her husband. It's like the husband doesn't eat rumah, she does not eat rumah as well. Uh, she says, de pasal la, Right? He is posel her. Now, she doesn't have children, she goes back to her father's house. <laughs> Correct. The yuk is only when she goes back to her father's house, she eats rumah again. But so long as she's not back to her father, but she's married to this guy, to she doesn't eat. Good. Met. Oh, so that Israel died. <clears throat> but they had a son. So the son connects her still to the Israel. So she may not eat. That same lady went. And she got married to a Levi. Now she's able to eat ma'asen on the count of from the Levi. And then the Levi died. And now she has a son from the Levi. The son from the Levi still connects her to ma'asen. Now she got married yet a third time. She's able to eat now. On the count of her Kohen husband met Now the Kohen husband died And she has a son From the third husband of the Kohen Tochal She's able to eat Terumah. So again, we see a very important principle over here. That the child is able to be ma'akhil Terumah, or ma'aser, so long as that's the last one, which means we follow the last uh, marriage. Okay, yeah. So since the last offspring was from a Kohen, even though she has a child from Levi and from Israel, the last one was from the Kohen, she eats Terumah. Now what happened? Met ben kohen. reverse. The son from the Kohen died. So who did she go back to? Lot wow. betrumah. She cannot eat Terumah But she's still able to eat Ma'asir On account of her son That's from the Levi Met bena me Levi Her son from the Levi Died Lotokha be Ma'asir Now she can eat Ma'asir No because she's not that connection Met bena me Yisrael Now here's the Hadush Let's say she's a Bat-Kohen Her son from the Yisrael Now died She goes back home Chuzeret lebet Avia. Now she go back home Because she's Bat-Kohen This is the case That the Torah said Veshava el Avia. Ken Kin'ure'ah Melech that she goes back to her father's house like she was originally, and she's able to eat from the bread of her father. That's what she's going That means she's able to continue to eat teruma. So comes the. So basically, you learn the principle from the Mishnah that there's the different factors that causes a person to eat. Let's say teruma or malset. Let's say one factor would be. Uh, the lineage of the person themselves, which means I'll say she's a bat kohen, so bat kohen just by her lineage herself is able to eat teruma. Also we see that who she marries, <coughs> means if a uh, bat islam marries a kohen, on account of the marriage, the marriage is also an ability to ma'akhiler teruma, and also on account of children. Which means, if the Baptist Sam married a Kohen, and the Kohen died, so you don't have that link of the husband anymore, but if there's a child that's alive, so the child will also be machilar tirumah. So those are the three variables that the Mishnah is using over here. And the Mishnah is telling us over here that, uh, that even, if, let's say, the third child, for example, the last child, let's say, is from a Kohen, for example, in the last case over here, even though she has children from Zareem, she has children from a Devi and child from a Devi, the last child is from a Kohen, it can be machil har teruma, even though her Cohen husband is not around, even though she has children from other people. That's the strongest uh, uh, item of the three that is machil har uh, teruma. From begins quoting a case from the Mishnah. So we said, if let's say her son from the Levi died tochal bitrumah. so we say she goes back to eating teruma on account of her son from the Kohen, she had a Bat Yisrael Bat Yisrael married a Kohen had a son, no problem, she's eating Terumah Kohen died, she's still eating Terumah she went then, after her husband died, she married a Levi once she married the Levi, no more Terumah she had a son from the Levi fine, she could eat ma'asir the uh, son died from the levi, so now she goes back nice to course. continue eating terumah so comes the Gemara and says let's read the Gemara med bena melevi if a son from the levi died, tochal betrumah, she can eat terumah how do you know that she goes back to eat on the count of her son and who told you Who told you this rule over here that she stopped for a moment right, she stopped for a period of time and then all of a sudden when that passes, when the Levi's son is out of the way she goes back to eat on the count of the son from the Quran, where did you see this principle so the Debarah says that she she married a czar, and then the czar died, Who told you that she's able to grow back to eat? So Gaboran says, Abba Bat Ubat. Pasuk says, uh, the word bat, but it really puts an extra vav there, so it says ubat, so from the extra vav we learn, now what's the case, the case is like this, the pasuk says ubat kohen ki uh, li, uh, almana ugrusha let's say she becomes an almana ure ghrusha vezerah emna ve elbet abiha kinureha the pasuk simply is talking about a regular bat kohen got married uh, she wasn't able to eat, she got married to a, Baptist, to a Yisrael for example, so she loses her rights temporarily, the husband died, she does not have children, she goes back to her father's house. so that's a case, what's the mechanic of that case? She was asuda for a time, but then she goes back to being permissible, so the Ubat, the extra Vab, tells me another case where she became forbidden on account of her son from the Levi. So she's at as- Surah for a certain amount of time Once the Levi's son's out of the way, dies She could also go back and eat So that's the same uh, mechanic And therefore you see from the extra vav That comes includes that case So the Gabriel says well, So you're limiting this derasha, this halakah mm-hmm. Only according to Rabbi Akimah Because we know Rabbi Akimah is the one that's Doresh The extra vavs so we don't want to make it only according to the here. We want to say the halakha is really according to to everybody So the Geben says it is according to everybody Afilu de banan Kula ubat krayitirahu The whole word ubat is extra so You don't have to come on to the extra vav The word ubat itself is extra Why? That she says, "Dichtiv le'Elmineh." Right before that pasuk it says, "Ubat Kohen kitiyeh le'Isar." So we know what's talking about bat Kohen. The pasuk before says Ubat Kohen. V'Smich le'Ubat Kohen kitiyeh Almana. Umati le'Mechtad. The Torah could have just said, "V'kitiyeh Almana," when she will be in Almana. We know who we're talking about. Ugrusha. D'ani Adar of Ubat Kohen mishtae. D'amin es Tani, because we just came off of that. So, from the fact that it says the word Ubat again, the whole word is extra. If we are not learning an extra vav, we're learning an extra word and talked like about these. According to everybody, comes the Giborah. Now continues with a bright a We're being doresh the pasuk over here. Ubat Kohen Kitiya Almana Ugrusha Vezera Enla. Right, she's Almana grusha What happens? She doesn't have children. She goes back to her father's house, and she's able to eat Truma. So the gibra analyzes this, cause she when she goes back to her father's house. Chozereit LeTruma. Ah oh, she only goes back to eat rumah the ena ozeret la hazevashok, but she does not go back to eat kadashim Kurbanot she cannot eat the Chazif Hashuk, which is the parts of the animal that the Kohen usually gets from the Quran. Now normally a regular Bat Kohen that never got married before, she's entitled to everything. She's entitled to Tirumah, she's entitled to Chazif now, now that she got married, when she goes back home, she just goes back to Tirumah eating, but she does not get the Chazif So it's not the exact, uh, it's not the same. She does get affected by the fact that she got married. So the where do you know this uh, from? Who do, wh- what's the source? And this must mean a host of sources for this. The first one is like this: He ta-kodashim lo lotochel. That pasuk actually is the pasuk Ubat kohen leish Pasuk says a bat kohen that marries a zav. It's a non, let's say uh, kohen, right? Hibitrumat Kodashim Lotokil. She cannot eat Tirumat a Kodashim. Tura uses two terminologies over here. So what is Tirumat a Kodashim? Bamuram Minakodashim, meaning what is what is taken, what is lifted from the Kodashim, which is Hazebashok Lotokal. She cannot eat. Now we have to see exactly the uh the how this works, so that she tells it to us. Look at Rashi Buddha HaMathchil, Bamuram Min HaKodashim. Actually, we can read the Rashi right before that. We can read all of them. Kashi Chozaret Akra It's going on the Pasuk. Ubat Kohen almana ugrusha. She got divorced or she got widowed. Vezera She had no children. She said, Bat Kohen goes back to no her father's house. Aval... So there's a difference, which means when she goes back on account of her son, then she eats everything. She eats Turban, she eats Kadashim. We're not talking about that case. But didn't we just learn a case where she had a son from the Levi, and the Levi's son died, and then she had a son from the Koran, still alive, so she goes back. In that case, she goes back to everything. She eats to Kadashim, and that will be proven in the Gemara later on. We're discussing one specific case. We're discussing a case where she was married to a uh, Yisrael, she had no children, she became a widow or divorced, she goes back home, she only goes back for... How do you know that? Next Rashi. Bemuram minakodashim. The Pasuk says, if she married a zar, she loses muram minakodashim. So she says, haze vashok. Medahavi matzilim miktav bakodashim. The Pasuk could have just written bakodashim, meaning the korbanot. Vekatav betrumah. He used the word terumata kodashim To teach me what? Lemuram It teaches me the items that come from kodashim Which includes what? Chaze oh, vashok Hu de'ata lo tochal le'olam hu Now we start the De'ashok When it said in this pasuk Ubat kohen ki t'yeh li'ish Lo tohi b'trumata kodashim lo tochal Rashi teaches us This is talking about forever she could never eat again. What's the case? Don't think that this is talking about when it says zar that she married the Israel and then the Israel died and she's going back home. That's not. That's not the case of this pasuk when it says she married a zar. Now I can learn the pasuk kiti Meaning she married a non-Tiruma-eater. She married a uh, uh, Yisrael. That's not the case. So what's the case? We learned, if you remember, on that Mihit, that this Pasuk of zar was told that she went with somebody that's a total Zahar. That's forbidden, that's not a Yisrael. Who did she go with? Gegon Natin, mamzer, Halal, Shepasil when she becomes Pasul Leolam, which means when it says Kodashim even when that guy dies, she's a bad queen she don't go home. She loses everything. She loses terumah, she loses kadashim, she cannot eat anything. The kohenet Oh, so what about a case that we want to talk about? We're not talking about that case. We're talking about a regular Kohenet that married a Azar, a Yisrael de Lo Akhla. How do we know that she doesn't eat kodashim? Because the Pasu Right before that told me If you have a regular Kohenet That's married And she got divorced or widowed She goes back to her father's house We learn it from there it's Before when she was married to Israel She wasn't eating But now when she goes back home She eats Now there's hadush of me Nafka because it says in the Pasuk, Terumat HaKodashim. Now, the Pasuk could have just said the word Kodashim. If we're talking about a regular lady that uh, went with a Mamzer, or Kohenet, that went with a Mamzer, or a Mamzer, or Natin, or halal Hadal, or that case over there, okay. just come and tell me she loses everything, she loses all sorts of Kodashim. which well, includes everything. What did you have to tell me? Terumat HaKodashim. So the fact that the Torah said the word Terumat, Rav Hazdah's is learning like this that there's a certain lady that's only forbidden temporarily she's only forbidden in Tirumah but when she goes back to her father's house she can eat tirumah and who's that case? That's a case of a Kohenit that married a regular Israel. Which means, when a Kohenit marries a Manzir, and a teet, she goes back, like nothing, she no. gets zero. But from the fact that Surah wrote an extra, Terumat it's coming to tell me, that there's one lady that's only forbidden during the time of Zahr, from tiruma But, when she gets rid of the Zahr, she can go back and eat. What could she eat? Terumat HaKadashim. <laughs> so Surah a Chazda's teacher. There's two ladies over here. We're only interested in the case where the Kohenet married a Yisrael. The deen is, when she's married... But the Terumah was extra So she's not forbidden forever She's only forbidden from Terumah at the time of The marriage The marriage is finished, she goes back home and she can eat Terumah, so let's read that in Nashi now That she says (laughs) We just talked about a black queen that married a just say she cannot eat kodashim forever. My Why do you have to say kodashim? There's another lady. kegon teruma. So but basically according to Rafaizda, you learn it from tiruma that why, only when she's married, she can't eat it, but when she goes home she can't, but what? Kadashim is forbidden, conclusively, so that's the first proof, comes again, but I continue, there's another proof. Rav The Torah says when she becomes an almana Ugrusha, She goes back to her father's house From the bread of her father Not all the bread Now when we say bread we don't mean bread literally Bread means food Right there's a pasuk in uh, Daniel that teaches us that lechem can mean all sorts of food including meat. So what's the Pasuk saying? She goes home and she eats only from the bread, meaning only tiruma, but not kadashiv. So you learn it from the mem. Kavzik says, Barhamah. prat Who told you, maybe when it says melechem, it's teaching me like this, that she goes home, she goes back to the Father's house to eat tiruma but maybe it's not coming to exclude Kadashi, maybe she could also eat Hazebashok. Vashog the Melechim is coming to say that it's coming to exclude Hafarat Darim. Because she would have thought that, what, since she can go home to the father's house again, the Quran, that is, the Queen goes back to the father's house to eat the Rumah, so maybe the father now also has rights to nullify her vows. She was married, she goes back to the father. Maybe now the father has rights, if she makes a vow, this lady, the father has rights to make vows. And that's what the pasuk is coming to tell me, that what? Plat is coming to say, And the father doesn't have all the rights. She only goes back linyan terumah, but she doesn't go back linyan hafarat Maybe the, Who says it's about the... Uh, sure. Maybe the person who's coming to exclude the father's rights from hafarat Because you could argue, you could say, listen, she's going home already, she's connected for tiruma Maybe the father has rights also to make a darim. nedarim. No. So the Kabbalah says, nah, I don't need it for that. Amara ba kevar Pascha tana de Berbi Ishmael. Amari we know this that once a lady got married and then she's not married anymore. Her father loses rights. We don't need a pasuk to tell me that the kohen uh, father cannot make <coughs> hatarat, cannot make afaradidarim. Uh, yes. uh, why do you know that? D'etanya, d'etana, the It says the vow of an almana ugrusha. She's either a widow or divorced. Yakum because the vow is on her, it stays with them, meaning to say that she doesn't have a husband to break it. She's not connected to her father, so, <laughs> so therefore Yakum Aleha. So the Gemara says Matlamud Omar. Do I need a pasuk to tell me this? Vhalom mutza av baal. She's she exited from the father's house. She exited from the husband. Do I need a pasuk to tell me she's Amunag Lusha? The horse? That's obvious. So stop right there. The Gemara is going to explain what this professor is coming to teach them, but that's that's extra. We don't need it for so <laughs> our point. For our point, you see that the Gemara took it as a simple logic that why. When a lady is divorced or widowed, the father has no more rights to break a vow. If she breaks a vow, if she makes a vow, the father can't say, I nullify it. Because normally when a lady, when a girl is under her father's jurisdiction, the father can nullify the vows. But it's coming to tell me, once she's an uh, al or grusha, the father has no rights. By the way, the Gimbalists, I don't even need a pasuk for that. That is obvious. Whose jurisdiction is she under? So therefore, I don't need a pasuk of milehim. To teach me that she goes home for tirubah, but the father doesn't have Hafarat the, 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 the father uh, 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 cannot make hafarad adrim. Of course the father cannot make hafarad I don't need m'leah to tell me that he has no right, that I know already from a sivara. So what is m'leah coming to teach me? That she goes home for this bread, but not for another bread. Which means she does not get to eat chazer right. v'shoog. Oh, now as a side point, what do I need this pasukah of in al mana ugrusha? Well, what is it teaching me? That the Nedra of the goes on her. So the governor teaches us to The governor is going to say the case is like this, Ela, that is like this, Hare. lishluche habal. Let's say the father already, her daughter is engaged, let's say his daughter is engaged, irusin. So long as she's still irusin, the father has rights. Tere now the father gave over his daughter right. With the intent that she's going to now get married, married. Then he get married yet He just gave her over to the messengers Or, or the messengers of the father gave over the girl to the messengers of the husband Same point before they were able to consummate the marriage, Divorce. they got divorced, or she became a widow. Heach ani koreba. Well, what do I call her? What status is she? Bet avia shilzu u bet bala shilzu which means, is she still connected to the father, because really there was no nisu'in, or do you say since he gave her over for the nisu'in, even though it didn't happen, he gave her over, so he's out of the father, she's out of the father's jurisdiction, maybe she's in the husband so to us think about that question you know what the pasuk is teaching you once already she left the jurisdiction for one moment from the father he Loses the rights, yeah. so which means even before yeah. nisuin, and that's what the pasuk was coming to tell me. almana mm-hmm. ugrusha, not an irregular case where she was fully married. That's for sure the father does not. I don't know pasuk for that. You know what the pasuk was teaching me? where the father only gave her over for marriage, but it wasn't consummated. Once he gives her over, his rights are forfeited, and therefore he cannot make hafarad darim. Point. Can we go back to the point, but. The point was that for sure a lady that's married and she becomes a widow, for sure the father loses. So I don't need a Paschut to tell me melechem to tell me Oh, you should know that uh, when she goes back to her father's house to eat the uh, the father doesn't have rights to make a faradarim. That's Paschut. So I don't need melechem for that. So what's teaching me? She goes on for this bread, but for the other bread, no. What's the other bread? Chazay uh, Bashok. So that's the second source for this uh, law. Okay, the first source was And the second source is We're going to bring a third source He learns it literally He says she goes home to eat from the bread of the father Bread is bread That can only be but it cannot be Kadashim, because Kadashim would be Basim. Basar. So therefore, Melechem Abi tochel Velo Basar. Fourth interpretation. Rab Papa Amar, milchem Abi tochel Lechem HaKanui LeAviha, Prat LeChaze Veshod, Temishulchan gavoa Kazachu. It says, Melechem Abiha. The Lechem that belongs mm-hmm. to our Father. Terumah is considered the property of the Kohen. Kadashim, that's not considered the property of the Quran. That's considered the property of the Mizbayah, like the Gebran says many times, Mishulhan He's being Zuchhe from the table of God. But it's God's property. So therefore the Pasuk says she only goes home to eat lichem avihah, that's learned of the father that must be only Truma and not Kadashim. Comes the Geburant and says Ahmad, yet another proof. V'et chaze'a tenufah Ve'et shokat terumah says Chaze'a tenufah ve'et shokat terumah That's all the Kadashim Tochelu ata'a ubanecha ubnotecha itakh You, Mr. Kohen And your children Your daughters Will be able to eat it with you So the Geberas doresh with you The word itakh Be'zman she'itakh When they're with you but once she left and got married and she wasn't with you for a moment, even though she comes back, she loses it. She's, the Torah tells us, when does the children get uh, Kadashim? When they, itach. when they are with the father, meaning they never left the father. But once they left the father, get, even though they returned, it's not itach anymore. And therefore there is no Kadashim. comes again when and says, Amara vada Tana, we have a Tanaic statement because she Very good. Bishvil However, when she goes back on account of her son, meaning she's a bat Yisrael, she married a Kohen, she had a child from the Kohen. The Kohen died. She eats on account of the son. She then married a Levi. the son from the Levi, she loses her rights the husband died, the son of the Levi died now she goes back on account of her son from the queen for everything the Kabbalah says Even for So there is a major difference between what's bringing her back if it's a bad Kohen that's returning on account of her father, then already she only gets to Rumah. But if it's the son of a Kohen that's bringing her back, she comes back for everything. So the Gemara analyzes this. Azal mm-hmm. So he told us, mm-hmm. Amal, mitrabya, Mi'ubat, which means, how do you know this uh, law? We know this law from the Pasuk, it says, Ubat, Ubat. what does it mean? Let's, get. me continue for a second. mineh hatam ketivi, uh, question, mineh, which means like this. How do we know this uh, this law over here? That when she goes back, she's going to go back, or this lady, despite this is going to go back, she's going to get everything. We know it from a didasha, from the Ubat, from the extra vav. or i know it from the extra word itself. That what's going to tell me? That when she goes back, she gets everything. Yeah. Okay, we're learning from an extra said that, while, when the queen goes back, let's say, she married a the queen married Israel. She had no children, she goes back to eat, so we're learning, Ubat comes, down, there's another lady who also goes back to eat. Which lady goes back to eat? A bat Israel, that goes back on account of her son, she also goes back to eat. So the Kabbara asks the question, what do you mean? If you're learning it from Ubat, already we made mi'utim over here, mi'adifala mina." How can it be better than the source? The source of the law is talking about a bat kohen. When she goes home, she only goes back for tiruma. Now you're going to tell me a bat Yisrael that goes back by the capital of a son is better? The whole source, pasuk, is what? Talking about a kohenit. And we limited a kohenit when she goes home to tell me she only gets tiruma. Now you tell me, ubat. Ubat is going to tell me what? There's another lady that goes home and she gets everything. How can she get everything? She's she's better than the, uh, than the than what the Pasuta's is talking about. So the yes, so, so she's going back on account of her father, and she's going back on account of her son. So why should the case of going back on account of the son be better than the case when she goes back to the father? If, if the whole source pasuta that you're learning is extra that ubat. It's talking about a case of a Kohenit. And you already limited the Kohenit, what she can go back for. So you tell me, oh, you know what, Uba comes to tell me, so another lady also goes back. And she goes back in for more things. So the Gebarah says, I'll tell you why. <speaking in Hebrew> which means, when you're learning a didashah, I can say like this. What's explicitly written is explicitly written. Which means, when the pasuk was talking about a Kohenit, that's what the pasuk is talking about. So all the limitations that we made from these dirashot, she only goes back for Terumah, and she only goes to Nafah, Hazer, it's only in what was explicitly discussed. The miut is on the explicit case. And once already I'm dureshing from a vav, or from the word bat, it's not subject to all the restrictions. The mi'ut is only on the kohenit and not on the restrictions. Now, the reason why I'm telling you that answer is because you can give a more simpler answer, but it won't work for all the derashot. For example, just to give you one example. I and mean, Christopher brings us down. One of the derashot that we learned, that how do we know she only goes back to the terumah, because it says, "The mi now, that's very simple. aviyah must be only talking about a case of a... But go ahead. In the case of uh, going back on account of a son, you have no mi'ut. From the word aviyah, doesn't apply. So some of the dirashah, that already you can just knock out because they were specifically talking about the father, but not everyone. So that's why I give you the general principle that once already you have a uh, a derasha from ubad. It's, and that's not explicitly written, so therefore you're not bound by the uh, limitations that the pasuk put on the uh, explicit case. So the ma'aseh comes out, there's a big tremendous stuff coming out between why she's going back, she goes back for the, for the, the, to, to, to the house of the father I meaning Bat Kohen she only gets If she goes back on account of her son who is a Kohen she gets everything mm-hmm. continues Bat Kohen the case was talking about a Bat Kohen that married a Yisrael so she loses automatically her rights to Tirumah on account of her Yisrael husband comes to the Gemara and says, tanu we have a bride, the Gemara is to stop being Doresh V'shavah el bet avihah. Now V'shavah bet avihah is talking about Bat kohen That what she goes back to her father's house. So it says, prat le shomeret yavam. That comes to exclude a case where the uh, lady, the hmm. Bat kohen is a shomeret yavam. What's that case? Bat kohen was married to Israel. The Israel died. They had no children, so she falls to Yibum. So the Israel's brother now is linked to this Bat-Kohen. At that point, she cannot eat Terumah. Of course, she cannot go back to her father's house yet. She's still on the hook to the Yavam. There's a connection over there that holds her. So that's how we know when it says, this bet be only a lay that can go back. There's no strings attached. But this Shomeret-Yavam has strings attached to her. So even though she's a Bat-Kohen and her husband died, she cannot eat teruma at that point. Kin Urea Or it says Kin That what she again She goes back home Like she was like, like, like a ni'ara Like when she was in her youth Praat l'mi'uberet uh, Comes to exclude The mi'uberet Which means If she's only pregnant From the Yisrael So now when she's going back home She's not like she was she came. She left her father's house. She was empty. empty. Now she's coming home. She's pregnant, and therefore the Torah tells us already a pregnancy negates her from the ability to go back and eat. From the words, so it comes again and says, "Look at that! She second line. She can eat only when she's empty in the where now she comes back full. So comes the Gibran and says, dinu." <laughs> must say, wait, what do you need a pasuk? <laughs> I can learn this from a kalvah <laughs> homer. Why do I need a pasuk to tell me I can I can learn it from a kalvah <laughs> homer. What's the kalvah uh, homer? <laughs> so the Gibran says, like this. Uma Now let, let, let's speak it out outside first to set it up So you understand the variables that we're talking about over here We're comparing now For the next piece of Gemara For the end of the panic We're going to be discussing One set of variables By Yibum and by Tiruma. Let's discuss over here a case of Yibum first Yibum is like this Let's say a lady marries A Okay And she has a child from A. Obviously there's no situation of Yibum. A dies. Again, there's no situation of Yibum. She has a child. She then gets married to B. B, there's no child. B dies. Now she's subject to Yibum. Which means we don't say that the child from A is Potera from Yibum. Which means it works separately. The Gemara really prove this from Pesukim. You don't just say, "Well, maybe she has a child. She has a child." No, Yibum. no, no, no. It's separate. Which means we don't we don't bring the child A. Well, say we'll call it from marriage A to marriage B. It's separate. That child stays over there. This is considered separate marriage, Therefore, she falls to Yibum. That's a clear deen by Yibum. There's another deen by Yibum. The law is like this let's say a lady got married regular case and she had a son father husband died there's a son there, he's alive no yibum oh, but let's say the son died do we say now oh, she's back to yibum again so we say no the way the Gemara explains that and the Gemara says spring us from Pesukim by the way it's not simple the is going to do this from But what's the terminology The Gebraj is going to use over here The Gebraj is going to say that We make the Metim Like they are Hayim You know the kid died But we look like the guy The kid who's met as if he's alive Just like if the kid was alive there's no Yibum So we make the Metim kehayim. So those are the two laws you have to remember By Yibum Now I'm going to give you the two laws that apply to Tirumah would be like this, you have a, uh, a lady, let's say, she gets married, uh, she gets married, okay, she gets married to a, a Yisrael, she's a Kohenit, she gets married to Yisrael, okay, Bat-Kuhin. she gets married, in her first marriage, she has a uh, child, she has a child from the Yisrael, very nice, uh, the husband uh, dies, okay, she has a child still, she gets married now to a second uh, second fellow right? second Yisrael from the second Yisrael there's no children so do I say well there's no children from the second Yisrael does she go back home to her father's house Say so, no by tirumah bottom line she has a child I don't care where the child comes from she's in tirumah it's different than Yibum. I take the child from marriage A and I put it to marriage B so to speak that uh, I don't care what happened in marriage B that you had no child you have a child ok, that's a little different than the case of Yibum. similarly similarly, if the child died he's dead, she goes back to Tirumah, her father's house, we don't make the dead alive ok, so those are two variables by Yibum, and those are two variables by Tirumah. I repeat the variables, because once you get the variables clear, you'll see how the Yibunah is going to play back and forth with them and by the way, that, that shows us the similarities between the two cases. Number one, by Yibum, once already this, there's a child from the first marriage, it doesn't affect the second marriage. which she, She's still going to fall to Yibum. Once the child is alive and then he dies, it doesn't matter. We make the Metim like the Hayim and therefore she's not subject to Yibum. By Terumah. Once there's a child from the first, even though it is not a child from the second, it doesn't matter. She's still forbidden the this to eat Teruma on account of the first child. Once he dies, we don't make the metim like Hayim, and therefore she will go back to the father. So based on these variables, the Gebrunah wants to compare the two, the two cases. So the Gebrunah wants to compare them. Again, i have given you the answers to all the variables. Now the Gebrunah is going to try to use these variables to try to find out what the deen would be by Mi'ubaret by Okay? So, the grammar starts now. Uma, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the bottom. Valudinu. And the grammar starts and the homer from Yibum. Uma bimkom which means we don't bring the son from marriage A. To potato from yibum to marriage. In marriage, we don't do that. I mean, she's forced to yibum. However, asa uvar kiyilud, and still we make an ubar. When the lady, when the Yivana is pregnant, she does not have to make Yibum. The Ubar is considered as if it is born. The law of a Mi'ubaret is, She does not fall to Yibum. Oh, so Maqom shaasa Valaad Mina Rishon In the case of the Roma, Where the vlad from the Rishon, is considered, we put it on the second marriage, which means if the child's alive, I don't care if it's from the first marriage, it's going to negate the Bat-Kohen to eat tiruma. Certainly we should be mahmir by tiruma to say what? That if she's mi'ubared this bat kohen she's pasu. You see, we're mahmir by tiruma. And therefore, even a mi'ubared should be a uh, posela from tiruma. So what do you need a pasuk? So the Gewara says, law, no, you have no Kalva Homer. Because I can tell you they're not similar. Why? Ma li asa ubar ki yilud yibum. You know why? By Yibum, I consider the as if it's born to protect her from Yibum. Because we have a leniency by Yibum that you don't have by Tiruma. And what is that? Shari'a Asam metim hayim because by Yibum, the dead are considered alive. Which is even if the child died, we consider them alive. So you see that leniency. So therefore I'll say, I'll be lenient by the Ubeder to consider as if the child was born, therefore to protect her. by she didn't make the which means when the child dies, she is going to eat. So maybe I'll be lenient to say what? That when she's pregnant she can still go back. That's why you need a pasuk. Tamudomar d'omar ken oreha to teach me prat <laughs> me'uberet. So now the Gemara says. V'isterich le'michtav me'uberet, v'isterich le'michtav v'zerah enla. Which means we have two pasukim over here. We have a pasuk that teach me me'uberet. That's from the pasuk ken oreha to teach me what if she's me'uberet she do not go back home. And then it says v'zerah enla. That what if she has a child she doesn't go back home? How right? Can you just tell me one of the pasukim? Just tell me me'uberet you just tell me if she's mi'ubaret she doesn't go back home I say certainly she has a child certainly she has a child she's not going to go back home Wouldn't need two mi'utim what do I need a mi'ut for a mi-u-be-ret? and what do I need a mi'ut for an actual child so the camera says no you need it The katav rahmana rahmana if they just would have said I would have said like this I say, you know why she doesn't go back home? Because she left, she was one body And now she's coming home With two That's why she doesn't But I would say that She left one body She's coming back one body Maybe I would say, she eats That's why to tell me why doesn't it? The uh, meiketiv nachmana meoberet. I would say, you know what? The meikara gufa srika. When she left, she was gufa srika. Srika comes to the son. Ilanes srak. She was barren. She meaning she was empty. Ve'hash tag gufa malia. But now she's coming back. She's full. She's not the same lady. However, about zera en the meikara gufa srika ve'hash gufa srika emalo. But when it comes to a lady that gave birth to a child, she left empty, she came back empty. I mean, herself, she's the same. So I would have said maybe she can eat terumah. To tell me that even though she left empty, came back empty, she also does not eat terumah. So you need both. Now the gemara gives a siman just to remember the next piece. Basically, the next piece of gemara to the end of the perik is going to prove the four variables that I mentioned to you. It's going to prove them from Pisuki. We just took these items for granted. I repeat the four variables. You're going to hear the Kalva moment that we just quoted. It's going to be repeated four times over. Let's get the variables again. Two by Yibum, two by The two by Yibum are, number one, even though there wasn't a child from the first marriage, even though there was a child from the first marriage, and not from the second, she falls to Yibum. We don't look at the child from the first marriage. No child from the second? We need a source for that. Don't have to be a biblical source for that. Number two, we need a source for what? How do you know the dead are like they're alive? That when the child dies, it's considered alive. And therefore she doesn't go to Yibu. And the two variables by Teruma. How do you know that when she had a child from the first Yisrael, even though she never a child from the second Yisrael, she loses to, on the, first to the, on the count of the first child. And how do you know that the Metim are considered Metim? Which is, we don't make the Metim Hayim. Which is, once the child dies, she goes back, to no the father's house. So I think i was going to prove it. It's basically, you have to only remember four Pesukim. So, Kazim says, after he gives the Siman, you can just read it inside, Siman, Amad leh. Amale <laughs> He starts this way. Let's say that the Mitim are not like Hayim, which means maybe I'll tell you. Once the child dies, she goes back now to being uh, eligible for your boom. Who told you? Maybe I'll tell you, well, the kid died now, nah, now nah, she has no children. Maybe she has to make, nah, understand the ramifications to this. The ramifications would be, she got married, let's say, the husband died, she had a child. She went to the rabbis, the rabbis told her, you have a child, don't get married. She got married. Now all of a sudden she's married to this guy, her child dies. Oh, now she's linked to the brother-in-law. What? Because if you say that once there's death, there's death, so therefore now what? She's going to have to make a halitzah to this guy. We're not going to say she makes shi'pul, but we'll let her make a halitzah. let going to stay married, but she's got to wait now and make a halitzah. That would be the ramifications. So why don't you say that? And the I'll prove it to you from a kalvah homer that you should say such a logic. Why? Mikalvah homer. Uma bimkom shagasa ve'lad binarishon. كمالات من الشيء نتفصلها من التلوما وجدنا الكيس ومحمير باية تلوما Where we said what? That once she has a child from the first guy, even though she doesn't have a child from the second guy, she's still pasul from Terumah, based on the child from the first marriage, and still what? We were lenient. We did make the metim like Haym, which once the kid dies, she goes back. Which is in a case by Yibum, where we don't say that the Valad from the Rishon is like a Valad bin Hashini, the Potra a Hashini. Meaning she still, she has to make... Yibum, based on the second marriage So certainly we should say that what? That we shouldn't make the metim like hayim And say that what? Once the child dies She should go back to making Yibum, talmud lomar Derachea, derchenoam Vechon shalom Period You know what the source is? The ways of the Torah are pleasant Which means you're going to not tell a guy that just got married to a lady and everything's fine. Now, all of a sudden, she comes on one day and says, "I gotta go make Halitza to my brother-in-law." Now, this guy over here is has become to the wife. She doesn't want. He doesn't want his wife to have any connection with another man over here. Now she's got to make a process uh, with a brother-in-law to make a Halitza It's not. Uh, it's not nice. So that's the source in the end. How do you know that by yibum that once the child uh, dies, we don't make the mit- we make the mitim like Hayim. So you have to remember It wouldn't be pleasant Tarih continues Let's go to Tiruma. Let's say that what? The dead are considered alive by Tiruma, Meaning If the son of the sale dies Let's consider him alive And therefore she cannot go back to eat Tiruma. How are you going to learn that? Mikavah make Mikavah Homin as well Okay, what we're doing with these kavahol is playing with the, the variables back and forth in order to make a kavahol. And the Gemara is going to say, "No, we have a pasuk." And what's the kavahol this way? Uma bimkom shelo asav v'lad menarishon kavlad menasheni lefortrah menayibum, which means by ibum. We didn't say that the vlad from the rishon is going to like a vlad from the sheni, meaning she's not going to be pitura from ibum. Asav mitim kaim we're leaning to say what that the mitim are like chayim makom shasav lemarishon kolam menasheni in a place. So we say that the Vlad from the Rishon is considered a Vlad, even though there was no children from the Shani. The Postamina to Tiposela, so we Mahmir, odich Nasam Metim Kahayim, Tiposela from teruma. Kamud Nomar Ve Zera Enla. veha Ha Enla. Which means the Pasuk says Zera Enla. Why did she go back to her father's house? Ishle a Bottom line, she never now. So why are you going to come along and start saying, "Well, i make like Hayim"? I got a pasuk. Zera ena. Look at the uh, facts. Does she have a child now? No. The child died before she goes. Uh, she goes back. So that's the second biblical source. Third variable. Why don't you say that as long as she had a child from the first marriage? She should be patur from Yebubi, even though in the second marriage she didn't have a child. Why don't you say She has a child. Finished. Why don't you say that? And how will I say it? From the Kavahomir. Kavahomir from Tinuma. Uma bimkom, shelo'a asam mitim kahayim. Le'inyan teruma, which means by teruma, which we now are saying that we didn't make the mitim. But like once the kid dies, it's considered dead, she goes back to her father's house. But what asav v'lad menarishon kivlad menasheni, that what we still said that she has a, a child from the first one is considered a child. If it shows le'inyan teruma, makom shena asav mitim came into place. That what we're saying that the mitim are like hayim le'inyan yibum enodin shena asav v'lad menarishon kivlad menasheni. Let's say that what will make the v'lad menarishon like the sheni it's is going to be yeah. patul from Yibum. tamu domar u ben en lo ve ha en lo when it comes to the children it goes after the father which means, I don't care if the first husband, husband A had children. Now she got married to husband B. What does the pasuk say when Yibum is eligible or, 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 or viable? Ben-in-law. Ben-in-law, he doesn't have a child. I don't care if, if husband A had a child. This husband B doesn't have a child. Therefore to, to be in-law. Therefore, she, of she's going to be subject to Yibum. Last variable. Let's go back to Terumah and say that the child from the first should not be attributed, once she gets married to the second one, and once she the second one, there's no truth. I should say, maybe she can go have Tiruma. Why do you attribute the first son to the second marriage? Why shouldn't I? I learn from Kavahomet. home Uma bimkom shasam mitim kehaim. And what in the case by Yibum that we make the mitim like the hayim the Yibum, and still lo asav v'lad merishon kivad We don't make the vlad Rishon. When we say that what? Once the kid dies, he's considered dead. I'll attribute the child of the first one uh, to the second over there. So, how do you know that you don't? So, Gemara comes along and says, yeah, which means bottom line the Torah says when does she go back to her father's house if she doesn't have children she has a child Which is, I don't care if she doesn't have a child from the second one she has a child from the first marriage if she has a child from the first marriage Zerah Yeshla the Torah clearly says, she only goes back to her father's house, the nyan if there's no children. What do I care, if the child's from the first husband or from the second husband? So therefore the Geburah comes and tells me, Zerah, ena V'ayisha. So let's just go review quickly the four source pesukim, which you have to remember. Hmm. Number one is, Zerachir where It teaches me what? That once a lady had a child, and then the child died, he's dead. We don't make the dead living again, and therefore, I'm sorry. We do make the dead living again. We do make the dead living again. We naaseh and therefore, no, no yibum, because it would not be pleasant, not be proper. And we're going to say that once she has a child, even though she has a child from the first marriage, but she doesn't have from the second, she is subject to yibum, because that's vezera in law, law. and he doesn't have. How are we going to know by tirumah that if the child is dead we don't put him alive by tirumah? Because the Pasuk says, Abad Kren goes back, yeah. if yeah. she doesn't have a child, it's Zera Enna. De Enna. That's okay. He's dead. He's not here. Yeah. And how are we going to know that what? That even though she had a child from the first and not from the second, how do we know yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. still yeah. she's as yeah. to go back? Because Baruch says, Zera Enna. Yesh La. She's Barabbat. She has a child. Hadran Motarot. We start, Be'azat Hashem, the 10th Perek. Starting with the now, Limdinat Ayam. A lady, she was married, her husband went overseas. They came and told her that she tells us, don't get... Bog, they, would, they came and told her from one witness mm-hmm. they, told her, they told her they told her her husband died as a result she went and got married then her husband surfaced so the Mishnah says titsip Number one, she's got to leave both. She's forbidden to the original husband, and she's forbidden to the second man. Rashi, terse mizeu mizeh kishar ish It's like a regular case of an eshet ish that goes uh, with somebody else. She becomes forbidden to the boel as well as the baal. Dehach laf anusahi. You can't say that this lady was considered raped, because normally in a case where H.T. say was raped, she can go back to her husband. She's not raped. She's not done against her will. <speaking in Hebrew> even though the rabbis believed one witness, the rabbis put a leniency here, that even though in the whole Torah you got to accept two witnesses, For testimony here, they said, you know, we don't want to keep a lady in Aguna She's not going to be able to get married over here. Her husband's missing in action. So the rabbi said, even one witness will be believed why did the rabbis put such a leniency she herself is going to investigate and be precise until she knows beyond the shadow of a doubt then she'll get married which means she wasn't so she's got to know Betty's giving you a leniency over here you got one with this we're letting you get married at your own risk you better do your due diligence and check out to make sure that this guy He's not alive. If this guy surfaces again, that means she didn't do a due diligence, and therefore, what? Ya asura to the baal and ya the Mishnah continues. V'siricha get miseh u Interesting. She needs a get from both. I understand why she needs a get from the first guy. First guy's a husband. Miduraita they were married. But I'm going to have to tell her that she needs to get also from the second. Where, 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 was, where was their marriage? He was alive. Yeah. So that she says, "Can I get me? If I get me, she'll be finished." Wait for me to see why in the world should she needs to get from the second guy. The kedushin should not be uh, toffes. The end ketuba. Oh, she loses the rights for ketuba. Wow. they wow. Perot is, as we learned in the previous Perek, is let's say she brings into the marriage, nichse <laughs> milog, those are assets that belong to her, but the husband is able to eat perot. So now in this case over here, the perot that the husband ate, He does not have to compensate her, in this case, to give it to her back. We'll see which husband we're talking about. She has no mizonot, which means she doesn't have any claim anymore that he has to support her. She says, Even if she goes now and borrows money, From somebody in order to uh, sustain herself, she can't go back to the husband and say, "Well, listen, I borrowed money to sustain myself when you were away. Pay the bill." He doesn't have to pay the bill. Old clothes, old clothes. as she says, which means, let's say, she brought in clothes to the marriage. Normally, as I say, she would get them back. And now they became, let's say, oh, so she wants her clothes back. It was part of the next log. the says, we can ask her that she does not get back her clothes. And we'll see exactly the ramifications of this case as well. Lo alze ve lo That's the point. Which means she has no claims for any of these payments. Not from the first guy, and not from the second guy. im natlam u to the extent, even if let's say she took Take a payment from any of these guys, any of these payments that we just mentioned, she's got to return it. So she loses all monetary benefits. And the child is a mamzer from both. Now let's analyze. It's clearly a mamzer from the second marriage because she was eshetish, she that not that. She really went with something she wasn't allowed to. We're talking about a case where the husband took her back. After she went with this guy, the husband took her back the original guy. We're not backdating the old the original children. The original children of the first husband are legal. Yes. But if she took he took her back afterwards subsequently, those children are going to be Mamzerim Rashim is She had a child from the second guy, Mamzer Gamur that's clear Um. if the first husband took a bag they made the children the original children no, not the original children children. you don't backdate the children the new children that were born after which means let's say the husbands are Kohanim now, we know, well, a Kohen is not allowed to be for people that are dead. He is for his wife. In this case, over here, both husbands, if they are Kohanim, they are not in the event that she dies. Now, there are three benefits that a husband has regarding his wife's uh, rights or assets. Number one is the mitziot of a wife go to the husband. Ladies walking in the street, she finds a lost object, she's zukheh, that property belongs to the husband. Or let's say she works. Money. The money that she makes from working goes to the husband. The logic is since the husband supporting her and paying for all her needs, so those items go to the husband, as well as hafarat which is the husband has a right to nullify the vows of his wife. In these cases over here, the two guys, the two husbands, the first guy and the second guy, are not zoche in her mitziot, are not zokheh bima'asiyadeh, and have no rights to nullify her vows. Ha'ita bat Yisrael, if this girl over here was a bat Yisrael, she becomes Pasul from the Kiuna because she becomes a Zona after she went with the second guy. She becomes a uh from ma'asir as she says Kansa. She's forbidden also this is It goes without saying that she's forbidden to eat tirumah as well. Because she's a zonah, she's a zonah, she's a bat me, she loses maaser. Uh, and if she's a bat kohen, she loses her rights to eat teruma in this scenario over here. She doesn't go back to our father's house now and eat terumah. en yurshin shel zeh shel yurshin et Which means, the children, let's say, that she has, are not Yoresh, her Ketubah. Now, the question the the obviously Abish is, what Ketubah? Normally, if a lady gets a Ketubah, let's say, right? And she dies, so her heirs are going to now inherit the Ketubah. But we just said in the Mishnah a second ago, there's no Ketubah. So what are you talking, her heirs are not going to inherit the Ketubah? So that she right away tells us, the Gevara Parikh Ketubah maihi. Where's the Ketubari? You're talking about the, the heirs over here, and everything. Oh. And now let's discuss the ramifications of Yibum in this case. If let's say either one of these uh, husbands die, imetu. So the brothers are not allowed to make yibum, in this case, to this lady. They can only make a halitza. It says, velo And the is going to explain She says, Cholzin, well, a Ehabshurishon middeorayta cholitz. Obviously, the first marriage is a legal marriage. If he dies without children, So the halitza is going to be halitza middeorayta. The rabbis, what goes in in the first marriage, no yibum. The hashos the second marriage, really, is not a marriage. So, therefore, the rabbis instituted yeah. halitzah in that case where he dies. The your are going to explain the reason why they made such a because they think that really she was married fully. And they say, oh, look, the lady's married fully to this second guy and uh, she doesn't have to make any uh, procedure. So, for, for, for the Maritain, they made a <laughs> halitsa, rabbanan, even in the second marriage. The yourself, and Now we see mahlokut. The Biyoseh ta harishon. The b. argues she gets k- Then b-. who has to pay the k- t- b-? The first husband. says the husband, the first husband, that is also is and So we have again a machloket between Kama and Rabbi in Hazal and Those three items: the Bishem Onomer, Biata, o So that's the third mahlogan that you see the Bishem says that the first husband, if he dies, she doesn't only fall to the situation of halitza, but also to Yibum. So first she said there's no yibum. Second, Rabbi Shimon says there is yibum to the extent that if he makes a yibum or halitzah, let's say there was a tzara, there was she had a, a co-wife. The co-wife is. Uh, exemption. Get married now. Once the procedure was done, the her What procedure? Either bi'ah or halitzah. Rashi bi'ata halitzeta arresha palik diktane lo mi And he's saying what? That really, there can be a yibum. We continue ve'en habanad mimenu memzer. So therefore, the rabbi shalom argues if the first husband took her back. He says that the child born from that is not going to be a Mamzer. V'im niset. Mishnah continues. shelo Let's say she got married without getting permission from Betin. What would be a case where she didn't get permission from Betin? La'shi. she. niset shelo Let's say he didn't need Betin's permission. Two witnesses showed up. The amru met balech. The two witnesses clearly told the husband died." The niset meatsma. She got married on her own. She didn't need the special dispensation of betin of the one witness rule. So then Mishnah says, Because then she's considered anusa. Because really, there wasn't any leniency she was relying on Two witnesses came along, the Torah said you believe two witnesses. So the fact that she went now and got married to this guy, she's considered, it was by force. And therefore, we don't push. We consider it to be like she was anusa. We don't say that she's guilty of anything over here. She went and did it because the, the, the law tells her she's allowed to do it. She didn't get any special It did. Now once the husband surfaces, she cannot go back. She can go back to the original husband. So there's a difference between two witnesses or one witness. Let's clarify that. When there's one witness, then already she takes a risk. Which means if the husband surfaces then all the laws that we just said in the Mishnah kick in. Right. However, when there's two witnesses that say <laughs> mit no man. risk. They're ready to tell you go get married. That's she therefore she's considered an If the first husband resurfaces, she can go back to him. <laughs> she goes back to him. She's married. There's nothing to She's married. her she get married, she can stay married. lo. <laughs> Niset al pi betin Which is the resha of the Mishnah If she got married according to the rules of Beti, Meaning with one witness Tetzay <laughs> Number one, like we learned earlier She's got to leave the first husband as well Uftura min a korban Oh Now really what she did over here She committed a crime Bishogig She went with a, a man Bishogig <laughs> 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 albeit Then normally when a lady or a man Commits a crime You have to bring a korban In this case no Qurban. Why? That says rule the Patur mm-hmm. Miklal, When does the Torah say Yahid brings a Qurban Khatat? On his own. Mm-hmm. But if it was based on a ruling that Bitin gave her, like in this case, Betin said. Go ahead, get married. Only one minute. She got a for from Betin. Yeah, Heter hit from, from Betin. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a faulty ruling. Betin gave the ruling according to the law. Yeah. And therefore, she brings a... She does not have to bring a kurban. However, lo niseta pi Let's say she didn't get married, she got married because of the two witnesses In this case she's to bring a korban. So what do you see over here? Betin's power is strong in this case because it exempts her from bringing a korban. Now she al pi Ela Hayevet korban the which means That even though you maybe she's honest, two witnesses showed up. Why does she have to be a kurban at all? So it says that she said she should have waited. Was she the certain waiting period that she should have waited? So therefore, she's not considered totally honest. She can't say she's totally off the hook. There's a little guilt over there because hayevet a korban. We continue the mishnah. We continue the mishnah. Same case, let's say it was one witness showed up, she went to the Betin, Betin told her, you got one witness, you have our heter, you can go get married. Instead of going to get married, she went and committed znut. Now she's go- and the first husband showed up again. Now you can't say already uh, she's going to rely on uh, Betin's eter. Why? Betin only gave her eter to go get married. Meaning, in that case over there, we gave you eter, but not to go commit And therefore, she's going to be Hayevet A. Korban in this case, because really she was, ma'am. If she did it as Znut she's Hayevet. She can't come along and say, hey, I'm working for Betin. You're not working for Betin. Betin gave you eter to go with this guy's time. She gave you eter for marriage. Now we start the Gemara. Bidiktani Sefa. Which is all we're going to try to do in the beginning of this Gemara is to establish the Rishah of the Mishnah. That's talking about one witness. Because the Mishnah is vague. It doesn't tell us we talking about one witness. So the Gemara is going to methodically learn it from the uh, text of the Mishnah. Bidiktani Sefa. The fact that the Sefa of the Mishnah said. shelo Muteret lo... Right? If she married Shiloh Bereshut, meaning without shoot Betin, what you understand it, she can go back. Shiloh Bereshut Betin. It means she didn't get permission from Betin. Ela Beredim. So why did she get married? Because she had two witnesses. Miklal Dereshah Bereshut Betin. Beautiful. So from the Sefa, we learn that the Dereshah must be talking about that she had shoot for Betin. What does shoot from Betin mean? One witness. Alma. Alma edehad neeman. So you see what I get this case over here by this by a lady edehad is neeman that she can get married. Utnan We have a mishnah that says chaziku liot al ed, which means betin was mahzik to allow a lady to get married even on the testimony of one witness. the veisha. Mipi Isha And even if it was a testimony of a lady from a lady, which means one lady says that she heard from another lady wow. that the guy died, the isha mipi you're correct, aid mipi Start again, one witness from another witness, the isha mipi Isha the isha mipi Even if it's a lady that's testifying what she heard from a shifha. We see again from all these statements That one witness is We have another Mishnah mm-hmm. For this oh. One witness comes along and says I saw you ate halif He comes along and says I didn't eat So he's exempt from a Qurban So the Gemara says why? Ta'amad Amad lo Akhalti. It's only because he contradicted. Ha ishtik meheman, but if he kept quiet, so therefore you believe the one witness. Alma edehad meheman. There you see what that edehad is believed. Nasi ha ishtik meheman v'lo amrinen chodin la'azara k'baiti, which means this guy has to a korban. Now. We're not going to let somebody bring a Qurban unless we're 100% certain that the Uraita he's obligated. Because otherwise, it's a problem of bringing Khudin because the Qurban is really not considered Correct. sanctified. It's sanctified under a false premise. Now you're bringing into the, azara, the of the bit so it's a problem of Khudin na'azara. So from the fact that we're saying, when this guy kept quiet, one this came out, you ate Halif, Shatak. So what do we say? Bring a Qurban. What do you mean? Well, one, one guy's is uh, not enough. You see what? He's high of korban. We're not going to say So the Gibbara is Minalan. How do you know from the Torah? Edehad is believed. D'etanya, because we have a Braita. The B'raita says like this by the hatat perasha which means a person realized that let's say he committed a sin, that he's hayab a hatat. Let's analyze the pasuk. It became known to him. It's majjah. It became known to him from himself. So the Gebarah says, He's got to know it from himself and yeah, not that that's... other people uh, told him that he's hayab. Yachon Afa Ye Which means let's say somebody else tells him and he doesn't catch contradict, he keeps quiet. You're gonna tell me it's also Patur Tamudomar Ohoda Elav Mikol makom, Which means they learn from the Pasod ohoda it became revealed to him any which way. So long as he accepted it and kept quiet and didn't contradict, he's going to be a khayat. So the Gemara says, what's the case? If two witnesses came, velo and he didn't contradict them, What do I need a pasuk for? Uh, if that's a pasuk. If two witnesses came along and told me, not I really need a pasuk to come and tell me, to a must be the pasuk to where one witness came. Which means, and when he does not contradict them, that one witness is going to be believed. Shma mina edeichad ne'emaz You see what torah <speaking in Hebrew> is going to be ne'eman. <speaking in Hebrew> Look at that. She, she says <speaking in Hebrew> two guys tell me which means on the other side there's one witness that came yeah. you bring in a based on their on his testimony and you eat it exactly yeah. so you see that one witness is believed